Check, check, one, two. I say check, check, one, two. Family, what's good? What up, though? Welcome to Business to Beast Radio. It's amazing to be back with you all today for episode number two. Super excited to bring you guys episode number two of our inaugural season, Creativity the Currency. My name is Xander Van Gogh, and right now I'm located in Detroit, Michigan, giving you guys this episode. So whether you guys are here in the Midwest, on the East Coast, overseas, somewhere on the West Coast with sunny weather, whether the sun is just rising, you're gearing into your afternoon or winding down for your evening, we welcome you and thank you for listening in with us today. Today we have an amazing show, episode entitled Music Over Everything. I'll be sitting down with two of my brothers talking about this music industry and the game. First, artist and songwriter Chris. Originally hailing from Michigan as well. And then also producer and DJ extraordinaire Apollo XO. We'll be chatting about the music industry, how to start your career as a producer, DJ, and as an artist, giving you guys some tips on how to build a great fan base, and most importantly, some really good avenues on how to distribute your music as a startup artist, as a startup DJ, and really how to cultivate your brand within the community and within the industry. We're going to get to that in about 20 minutes, but first, I'm going to give you guys some new music. So we switch the format up a little bit. And instead of an opening mix today, I'm just going to give you guys my top five edits of the week. So I found some incredible edits from some incredible producers from all over the world. Got some new music from Jabair out of Philly with his Nobody Edit, his hot-ass Afrobeat song that's out right now if you're familiar. Some new music out of Serbia from Juju, his best friend edit by Brandy. From A. Wee. From Sydney, Australia, he's got this Maxwell Ascension edit that's wild. We also gonna have an edit from my boy Bree out of Vienna, Austria with my love. But first to get started, we're gonna start with my boy Sans out of Naples, Italy with his dripping edit. Let's get it today, cuz. This is Business 2 Beats Radio. I'm busting blessing up, I'm leaving my take up. Rest of your hood, like bitch, I'm the man. 
player. You not my bitch, then bitch with Give away my love, so don't 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 give away my
This is Business Two Weeks Radio.
Welcome back to Business to Beats Radio. Hope you guys have loved what we've done so far. Giving you some new music in R&B, a little bit of new house, some deep house in there as well too for my true househead lovers that know the difference. Um, again, I'm your host, Xander Van Gogh. Um, and as always, it's been a pleasure just being able to rock out with you guys. So now, as you guys know, we always do something a little different within the Business to Beats radio show. Not only do we give you culture, but we try to distill knowledge upon you guys, too. And the season wouldn't be complete and it just wouldn't feel right if we didn't do some shit around music. If we really didn't talk about the industry, talk about what it's like to be an artist, maybe even a DJ, a producer and things of that sort. So I wanted to give you guys an insight to two people that I look up to in the game, um, two people that are up and coming in the industry as well. 
and honestly, in some ways, have already cemented a bit of their legacy as well, too. This episode is titled Music Over Everything. In the same way, we're in business, a lot of times corporations look at things as money over everything. For these two, I think music speaks a lot to the currency that they have, and not just their day-to-day and in their art, but also for what they feel in their heart. Like what I did there? Dope. With that being said, I want to be able to give you guys some insight and without further ado, introduce you to our two guests for the day. To my left, I have a fellow who is originally from Canton, Michigan. Yep, from my home state as well, too. And he's one of the hottest up and coming R&B. I would kind of say he has a little bit of a pop feel to him and definitely some hip hop origin there in the industry. But not only is he an artist, but for those out there listening in the corporate professional world, he doubles as a corporate creative, working in sales at one of the big tech companies, the big O, Oracle. He started in music at a young age though, in an Indian household, singing Carnactic music, but also played the violin a little bit too. After high school, he went to the best school in the state, you guys know what it is, University of Michigan, studying pre-med and business, so yes, Ladies, he's very, very intelligent as well. But throughout his tenure at the school, he continued to have a love for music, participated in some of the acapella groups, and after a while actually started to go out on his own and not only continue to sing, but also started to produce and write a lot of his own music. Once he completed his bachelor's at the University of Michigan, he moved to Austin, Texas, where he began his corporate hustle. Um, but has recently moved to Chicago in an effort to be a little bit closer to home, but bigger than that, continue his artistic journey and just released a debut album, Butter. So without further ado, I present to you guys the young, the hungry, the gifted, Chris. Chris, what's popping? It's good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Happy to have you here, man. Uh, it's gonna be a great show. How you feeling, man? Welcome to Chicago. I'm good, honestly. I love the city so far. I've been here for a little while and uh, can't complain. Dope, man. Dope, dope, dope. For great for having you on. We're gonna get a little bit into you in a minute. Um, but before we dive into that, I also want to make sure I do our second guest a great right of justice as well. Um, so to my right, um, I'm excited to bring to you guys uh, one of my close friends, a brother. Uh, it's kind of like a thorn in my side. I swear to God, he bothers me so much, but an amazing spirit, an amazing soul, one of my big inspirations as well, too. For him, he's a DJ, but not only a DJ, he's one of the hottest DJs in the city of Chicago, playing at every major venue you can think of. I remember when we first moved here, this dude wasn't even of age and was still sneaking into the clubs being able to play in front of some of the biggest celebrities, some of the biggest crowds, and just doing his thing. For him, he's now enhanced his brand to where he's not only Chicago specific, but he's played across the country, ranging from cities like LA, Austin, Miami, San Diego, Atlanta, and more. He's played at parties hosted by Drake, 
Diddy and Wiz. He's played alongside Waka Flocka at some of the biggest music festivals when they were a thing. But outside of that, he's also a fellow Michigander, originally from Detroit, moving to Kalamazoo, and then ultimately continuing his journey and calling Chicago his home. He's now also, as well, too, started to dabble into producing in the past couple of years, producing some unique music within the house industry, a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of Latin, and really has expanded his portfolio across all genres, which has been amazing to see. For me, he's the epitome of starting from the bottom and at this point has really cemented a mini legacy into being one of the coolest creatives I've known in the city. Outside of music, though, you can also catch him on Twitch for those of you that are on there streaming the duty, popping people heads off. He's nice with it. And also in his side time, he likes to learn how to code to become one of the greatest hackers that the universe has ever seen. A man of many talents. It's my pleasure to introduce you guys to my brother, a young prodigy and creative soul, Apollo XO. What's up, bro? What it do, baby? What's good? How you living, man? I'm chilling, man. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for being on. And I feel like this version with you and Chris in this episode is going to be something for a lot of people to pull from. Your stories are very similar. Um, but in addition to that, too, I think they're also very different in how you guys went about doing what you did. But we're on Business to Beast Radio. So all of our guests in the beginning, we have to ask the question, music-wise, what's giving you guys inspiration? For me, um, there's been a lot of new music coming out, but a lot of what I bring my inspiration from is like 2000s R&B. And then also like, I really fuck with reggaeton music. Oh. And like, just that realm of, and that combination of those two really just bring me that motivation that I need. It's like, cause reggaeton has that bounce. And yeah. that bounce really just gets you going, makes you feel good. And that paired with a couple of drinks, maybe some sad R&B, you get what you want to get in, <laughs> from my music. So I went to college in 2013 and like up to college and even during the early years of college, I was listening heavy to the weekend. And that was my inspiration, just like hitting the falsetto notes that he always hits, hitting like the different melodies that he always seems to bring out on his songs that are just fire. Dope. So that's like sort of one of the reasons as to why my music is like a combination of just hip hop, R&B, dark R&B and stuff like that. And Three Hours to Vegas, like there's a part where I just hit the falsetto notes for a little bit on the second verse and like that came into how the album was just created. So yeah. nice. And then so you grew up in an Indian household. Yeah. Went to school, <laughs> studied pre-med and business like and I know you have aspirations to be like a straight music artist. Mm -hmm. I got to ask a question. What do your parents think of that? Yeah, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard because usually they expect you. To, you got to become a doctor. You got to become a lawyer. Go get your higher education past bachelors like they always expect that higher education and that's always something that they're going to be thinking about until I fully transition into that music artist. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the, like just being part of the ethnic back background of just, this is what we always do. This is a proven path. Like, why are you straying from it? Like, why are you doing this? And it's, it's hard is I'm a first generation, I guess, American. So I was like born here, like they were born in India. I, my dad came from like a three hut village. Wow. Like my, my mom came from like, 
the rural parts of the city like outside of the city and then they just moved here and they're in their mind it's like i see my cousins becoming doctors i see my cousins doing what they what it's the same to happen. yeah yeah and yeah this is it, it's it's a constant battle but it's a lot of motivation yeah for sure for sure for sure and i guess that's that's interesting to kind of segue a little bit more to you apollo as well as like you went against the grain all the way not really necessarily even doing school for real just like dibbling and dabbling realizing it wasn't for you and then full-on going into being a dj um can you talk about a little bit of like the beginning steps of when you really made that decision of just like hey i'm about to do this full-time yeah so i mean i was going to school um in kalamazoo i was going to Cal kalamazoo community college um <clears throat> just to take my prereqs and um I think that kind of had a lot to do with it, um, was the school that I went to. Yeah. I wasn't really, like I was going to school with people I went to high school with and I wasn't, you know, really down with that. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. um, you know, it was, it wasn't cool. So that, that was some of the, uh, reason why I think that it wasn't for me, but, um, yeah, I made the decision, I think after my first, I think I finished a full year. Mm -hmm. um, so technically my first full year of college, I finished it and I sent my, uh, I sent my mom a text when I was like walking out of college that day. And I was like, yo, like I'm not doing this, this anymore. Ain't it, Jack. Yeah, mm -hmm. this ain't it. Um, I was like, yeah, I just finished my last class of college ever. I actually did send her like an actual text like that. It wasn't exactly worded like that, but I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going back. Yeah. How did she respond? She's always been super supportive. She's always been the type of person that was like, yo, you can be a ditch digger, just be the best one. Um, so like- Are you lucky as hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's, there's, there's been a lot of hard work with it though. You know, it's, I, I work more than 40 hours a week. You yeah. know, I would say closer to probably 80. Um, so um, she was super supportive. There was a minute there, you know, where I was like, man, can I really pull this off? You know, can I really do it? Because Kalamazoo is not really the place full of nightclubs and super popping. So for a minute there, like a year, I like, I got a job working in a music store okay. at FYE in the mall. I thought it'd be so cool to work at a music store until I started working in a music store and I listened to the Miguel um, Kaleidoscope Dreams album like yeah. seven the times dorm. a day. Yeah, I, I can sing every word to every song on that album, probably. Just like subconsciously, it's been engraved into my head. That's dope. But uh, no, I mean, working at the music store definitely opened my eyes to also not wanting to work for anybody else. So I think that in combination with school, I was just like, yeah, I got to just full send it. Yeah, and just go after into it. this. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When did you really know that you actually were dope at DJing? Was there an aha moment where it was like, hey, I'm really doing this and not only am I gonna do this full time, but I'm actually gonna take this to the next level? There's been a few moments like that where there's there hasn't been like one like actual moment that was just like pivotal and being like, oh my God, like I'm gonna be famous. <laughs> right. But um, there's been a few. Um, one was, well, when I moved to Chicago, when we moved in, you know, like not a lot of people don't know this story, but me and Xander moved in together December 6th of 2015. And I played my first New Year's Eve party in Chicago at Municipal. And a week, I think a week or two after he moved in, he told me that he was moving to L.A. for three months. Yep. 
so I am new to Chicago. I don't know anybody here except for the two older DJs, um, Cy and Heavy, who are like much older than me. They're probably like 10, 10 years older than us. So I'm not like hanging out with them playing video games all the time, you know? So like, I'm just like in the crib by myself for three months, like being like, yo, all right, we're gonna make this work, you know? Like, and I think that was a pivotal moment of being like, all right, well, like I'm here by myself, like, I got to get this work in, you know? Yeah. Um, It's almost like emphasis on your craft at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like before when I lived at home in Michigan, I was practicing like probably like six hours a day. And so, I mean, I just continued that, you know, here. So it was, it was almost like a quarantine before quarantine. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause like when I was in Austin, like the past two years, I moved six times within Austin Uh because it was like month to month. I didn't know whether I was going to be in Austin or not. Every time I moved, I was I was solo. So like I was doing my own thing, and then I had to like figure it out. And like all my homies that I moved to Austin with, they all moved out because they went to Michigan and they worked at either companies in Austin. But then they found new jobs and left. Okay. So like that was, and that's when I really buckled down, and I was like, all right, like it's just me. I'm not going out. Like I stopped drinking for a year. Like yeah. I just started doing my thing of just like making the best music that I could. And like that's what I found really leveled me up. That's what's up. And then even to that point, Chris, even I remember we were talking earlier, you know, you had an aha moment where you're like, man, I could actually sing after puberty. And I think there's so many people that feel that way. I know I felt that way, too. It was like I used to be able to hit these high notes when I was like eight. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden now I sing and it's like "Ah, it's a crack. It's like talk us like about that moment. And then also even when you went to Michigan about being in the acapella groups and how that kind of shaped um, your music and what you decided to do after. For sure. No, yeah, like I did Carnatic music until I was like nine from like six or five years old, maybe nine or 10, I don't remember. But I stopped singing for a while because my sister, she went to college, she moved out. I would always do those classes with her. I stopped doing that. And then in in high school, I, I played the violin, piano, whatever. And then one year they were like, yo, we're starting choir. Like you should try a choir. I was like, I can't sing dog. Like what? <laughs> I used to be able to, but then I tried it. And then like, I realized and like people around me realized like, yo, this dude can sing. Like, what is it? What? So it was just like that moment of clarity. And then I like sort of dabbled into maybe just like singing covers online and shit like that. I didn't really do too much around it. And then I went to college. That's why I joined an acapella group. I was like, yo, like I can sing. Which one were you in? I was in Maze Mirchi. It was okay. like, yeah. And that one, it was cool, but it didn't give me the fulfillment that I wanted. And then that sort of led me to just like messing with um, music with a couple of my producer friends. Like one of them went to Michigan State. Okay. Um, and that snowballed into me after college really choosing to like yo let me buckle down like i know i can do this i got the ear i got like the work ethic let me just try it that's what's up that's awesome so one thing i want to do i want to pivot a little bit and just talk about the business side of fueling these passions and not necessarily just the the emphasis around like oh i'm doing this music thing i need to make money but even getting to before that of how you guys actually started to fuel your skill set you know, Chris, me and you were talking earlier. He was like, man, you know, I work in corporate because it gives me the opportunity to pay for all the stuff I need, you know, which is one way. And then Apollo for you is definitely a little different in terms of having to actually go out and work in a sense as a DJ. So I'm curious to know from the two perspectives of like how you guys actually fuel your passions and invest in yourselves um, from that business aspect and 
what do you think are the most important things that one should think about in terms of when they're getting into music? A lot of it, like you're saying, is corporate. Corporate is really what started my the ability for me to feel my music. So like buy the equipment I needed, like get everything in order so I can market my music the correct way mm-hmm. and get hit the most amount of people. But as you like delve into the music, there's also other parts that you notice as well. So like there's sync licensing where you can get your music placed in different stores around the country. You can get your place music placed in different movies and stuff like that and TV shows. And like as I grew in music, I was afforded a couple opportunities where I would so like for example, You the One is one of my songs and then that's playing in footlockers across United States and in Australia and stuff like that. So it's just like getting those different placements and fueling that. And then I know COVID's happening, all that bullshit. So tours aren't really a thing, but as that comes on and then there's so many other music avenues that really work. Yeah, definitely. So how did you find out about like the placements? Cause like you're one of the few people that I know that is into music that really knows about those things and found it kind of on their own? Like, did you just stumble across that during research or? It's connections, connections and just like researching and like, so the end goal is for me to make enough music, money off music so I can be straight. So I try to find every single avenue to create like an income stream within music. Yeah. And that was like, whether I read music business books or like I was just reading articles online, talking to people that are already established in the business. and. That's sort of how I stumbled upon it. And one of my producers got in contact with uh, the one of the main curators for those um, for those placements. And I was able to do that. Nice. So talking connections, Apollo turning to you, man, the the connection mastermind over here and building relationships as we start to kind of gear this conversation more around like the currency aspect of music. You know, one thing I've seen you really do is actually be really good at building relationships with not just like the fans and the people in the club, but then also other DJs. Can you talk us through like how social currency is just really important in this industry and and honestly how it's been important for you too? Yeah, I think I think social currency is probably the most important, most overlooked um, part of the industry in general. Mm-hmm. People would call it networking, but I think it's different from networking. What would you call it? I mean, social currency. I think that's a good name for it. But I think it's different from networking because when <clears throat> you're networking, you have a goal to kind of get something out of somebody. Mm-hmm. And social currency isn't always about that. It's just about being, a, you know, a good person and being cool with people. It's and more like, like having your brand aware. Ha- yeah, know, or like having f- like friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just, I don't know, just making connections with people and being a yeah. good person is gonna lead to. Um, you being put in situations where it's like, yo, I need a DJ, mm-hmm. you know, who do I know that's a DJ? And like, if we're cool and we're best friends, like we don't even have to be best friends, but like we talk all the time, like you've never gave me a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're easy to work with. Sense. Boom, I'm calling Apollo, like stuff like that. Yeah, isn't um, that how you started DJing at uh, at Western Michigan? Like the game days, right? Yeah, yep. Can you tell um, us about that story? How did that happen? Yeah, so I was friends with um, a girl in high school whose mom was in the athletic department at WMU, and they hired a new coach, PJ Fleck, who came in and changed a bunch of things around and said he wanted to hire a game day DJ. So when she heard about that, she told her daughter to call me and let me know. So they booked the interview. And then uh, I went in and, you know, I crushed it. That's what's up. Yeah. And um, that's that kind of is that's one of the, actually those pivotal moments that 
um, we were talking about like when I got that, I was like, all right, cool. Well, like this could, you know, be a thing. Um, that was one of the things that was like, this could be a thing. Yeah. You know, one of the very, very early on ones. That's awesome. Um, and then two, as we transition from that to Chicago, you had mentioned like Psy and Heavy, mm-hmm. like how did those connections really allow you to grow within the city? By them introducing me to the people that they knew. Yeah. Um, just by being like, hey, this is, you know, our young homie, uh, Apollo. Well, my name was Ill Mix at the time, but right. um, we'll, we'll go with Apollo because sure. it sounds cooler. It's <laughs> um, <clears throat> our young homie, Apollo. Like, you know, he's coming up, uh, you know, just I was doing sets at like 50 50 and municipal because I was still 20. But, um, you know, they just being familiar with people and meeting people and you know you see him in the street yo what's good man like how's your day going you know whatever just casual interaction like that you know yeah and just being authentic yeah so as we start to talk about that you know chris kind of on your end i think the authenticity in your music is like something that is really true like the culture of like what you grew up in i can somewhat hear it in the music um, can you just like tell me a little bit more of like what does that authentic flavor do for your music and how do you stay true to your brand? I make music a lot solo. So like I'm I'm in the studio alone, I'm doing I'm making the beats, I'm recording songwriting process. That's how that's how it is. Yeah. So when I try to think creatively, when I try to think of topics, I really just it's either like I'm I'm feeling what the beat is telling me or I'm just thinking about memories that I had in the past. And sometimes it's not even my memories. It could be someone else that I saw go through something. And then that sort of all snowballs into me thinking while I'm recording, like, I'm going to be performing this in front of like hundreds of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people at one time when they're going to be singing those lyrics back at me. Like, what can I say and how can I portray it so that they will be feeling the same yeah, thing? How you make it relatable to yeah. everybody. So True. I can see people singing back to me, some girls crying in the background. Like, that's like the type <laughs> of shit that I was that I think of when I write like some of those heartfelt lyrics and it just sort of snowballs and turns out into a dope song. Nice, that's really dope. And then for your brand moving forward, I, I can't let you go without talking about Butter. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's just talk about this debut album a little bit um, and kind of what went into that process. Where did the inspiration come from and those things? Like, give us a little bit of a snapshot. For sure. I started seriously thinking about like deciding on a debut album because I released like 40 singles before this. 40? Yeah. Gee, wow, all right. (laughs) And that really helped grow the brand. So like once that came to that point, I decided like, yo, let me start recording for my album. So I just started stockpiling music, like not releasing as much music as I usually do. And that sort of gave me some like anxiety at the time. Like, bro, like Mm -hmm. I need to be giving my fans something because otherwise they'll just forget. It was like sort of insecure part, you know? But as I kept making the album, it was, I was, really open to collaboration with other producers because before that it was just me producing me doing my own thing but for for example this my homie levi he he linked me with second roof music and they're pretty big producers in italy and i was able to get a song on the album with them producing and then a couple um other productions from jasso who's my homie who usually produces with me and then uh noza who's an otf artist like he hopped on one of a couple of my, one of my songs and we're about to shoot a we shot a video for it so like that type of um creative process was just me trying to figure out what did i want to make this album so i made a bunch of music figured it out 
and then I sort of fashioned it so album so the album Butter started like on a Friday night, like Friday afternoon, and then it transitioned, and the interludes sort of break it up into like this is dawn, this is like the morning after. Oh shit! I like fucked around. I did what I shouldn't have done, <laughs> and then I end the move at movie. It can, it's a movie. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I end the the album um, sort of uh, with blue eyes and scales, where it's just like noon morning afters shit like that that's dope so can we find uh butters on everything right now it's on soundcloud everything spotify apple music okay cool yes, y'all tune into that check that out it's super hot and then moving over to you apollo you've been coming out with some singles lately too right yeah yeah, yeah man what, what's kind of been the inspiration behind a lot of the music that you've been making man when i make music i, I kind of make music for the club which is weird because you know, I haven't been in a club in for, for a minute, so it's been kind of hashtag quarantine life. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of kind of difficult, but um, yeah, I make songs that I can play in my sets, like peak hour headlining slots, festivals. I got a few house tracks that are getting mixed and mastered right now, and they'll be out. Um, so, eventually yeah <laughs> with that being said too like i'm curious to know because you you span across so many different genres um are there people within the industry that you look up to i know you have like this relationship with like ruckus and you know fred matters and i think you know vice as well too yeah. and have been able to like really kick it yeah. and speak with those guys for a lot of people those are people that know that industry within being a club dj like they play in vegas they play all over the world like where does your source of inspiration come from I think, yeah, I definitely think that uh, some of my inspiration comes from them. I remember, you know, 2000 and maybe 12, 13, being on YouTube and seeing a video from Vice where it's like a day in the life video of him, like flying to Vegas, to his studio in Vegas, and then like walking into Marquee and they're like walking him in and then he's like the headlining DJ that night and fucking CO2 and confetti and shit and I'm like damn I'm like damn it'd be crazy to do that and then like you know five years later like I'm in the club with him doing that like him standing behind me you know um so I definitely pull I pulled inspiration from DJs and kind of um, listen to their sets and, you know, see how they move out and move throughout the industry and their careers and been like, oh, well, like this is what I like about their career, or, like how they've done this. And like, you know, I try to see I'm like, well, you know, maybe I could try to do that. But yeah. my way, you know, for sure. Um, and then I also look up to some of the, the bigger, bigger DJs like, uh, you know, Snake and Diplo. I kind of think of DJing or being an artist um well djing specifically as like playing a professional sport mm-hmm. so like when you're doing like the bars and clubs kind of like locally yeah you're, you're in high school hmm. you know you're in like d1 high school and then once you start touring playing like the bigger clubs like tau chicago tau vegas or like you know poppy stuff so you like that college you're in college and then once you start doing like international stuff, like, I mean, you can do international stuff and still not be in the pro league, but like, cause I do international stuff and I don't have a jet. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm not there yet, but um, yeah. But then when you start doing international stuff and like getting like really good time slots on festivals and stuff like that, you're, you just went pro. That's super dope. Um, 
I think that's a good breakdown and a good way to look at it because then mm-hmm. it kind of helps you keep track of where you're at. Yeah, you can set those goals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. ultimately find ways to get to that next level or in a sense in corporate world get promoted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, Chris, for you, like, what does that um, level of evolution look like within your system, especially like being in sales at Oracle, like we're so used to hitting like a metric and saying like, oh, yeah. this is what we're trying to get to next. Do you have a certain progression of like what you're looking to do and some goals set out? Yeah, I have goals just for Butter. I have goals for the my career as well. It's like, I need to keep pushing forward. And a lot of the things is just like, you can't compare yourself to other artists and other like you can acknowledge it, yeah. but you can't be detrimental to your own progress by not by the, with that comparison. So like that's a lot of what my goals are set around of like, all right, this is what I hit this month. Like, let me let me see the numbers wise, like how I'm going to hit this month by changing some marketing strategies and stuff like that. So um, my end goal is to be the biggest artist that I can be. And that's like worldwide tours, being able to sell out arenas, shit like that. Um, as time goes on for 2021, I want to be able to be full-time off music. I want to be able to just tour across the U.S. or across the across the world and show people music almost as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. And it's coming for you. Um, for sure. I was listening to The Butter. I'm like, man, this dude is talented, dog. Like, he's really good. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, the first Appreciate time I listened it. to it, you know, I listened to some of your music. Um, Griffin, Goodman, is mm-hmm. the one that put me onto it. And I was listening. I was like, damn, this dude's Indian? Shout out Griffin. Griffin made the butter cover art. What's up, man? What's up? Shout out to brown people. That's lit. Um, With that being said, man, one thing I did want to ask you too, Chris, um, I'm curious to know, how has being in corporate helped you in terms of like the business side of your music career? Competition. So sales. Sales is super competitive. Like you just got to keep hitting your number, keep doing what you got to do to stay and keep your job. Yeah. So like that competition aspect definitely bled over into my music. Mm. So that was like, all right, like I, I, I know where I'm at. I know where my peers are at. Like, let me keep moving forward. Obviously not like, like I said before, you can't be killing yourself with comparison. And then that definitely helped. And then as well, like you just got to keep pushing. Yeah. That's the thing you, you, you're not gonna get what you want. Like it's one in a million, like you're a little pump. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna hit your first big song and then that's gonna hit, that's gonna be the biggest song in the world. <laughs> like you gotta keep pushing and, and there's gonna be times where you're gonna be like, damn, like I, I, I wish I was bigger, like I'm not doing the right things. But at the end of the day, the reason you're gonna fail 10,000 times before you get that one time where you're like, all right, Pop, yep. this, is what I'm, this is why I did this. Like, yep. that's like, that's definitely what I, just gotten that from my household, like parent being Indian, but also like from corporate, it's just that combination really helped. Yeah, and I were hearing you guys talking earlier too before um, we hopped on the day about the consistency and content with just like people that are a lot bigger. And I think that's the other thing too, as you just mentioned, Chris, of like, you know, you got to put out stuff. You just got to put stuff out. You have to continue to do things because you don't know what's going to hit. And a lot of things are actually going to fail as well, too. Um, Apollo, for you, how do you keep that consistency up within your brand and within your music and things like that? Well, I don't right oh, now. Come on, man. Come on, man. No, I'm, I'm burning the, the rest of 2020. Um, I've, I've been working on a lot of things for 2021. Um, yeah. This whole year's kind of been scrapped. Yeah. in general from an artist's standpoint of why do you think that is per- though well it was a perfect year for me really to 
we were we me and Chris were talking earlier about me being an open format DJ mm -hmm. and how that kind of hurts my brand in a little in in a way from um the music snob level of yo i i, I make house music and i, I can play right. house music and fans. i'm really good at playing house music but <clears throat> because i play open format parties they don't want to let me play house music parties so it was the perfect year um to kind of lose everything and be like well I'm gonna look into myself and redefine everything. It pretty it's much, dope. yeah. And still, I mean, still be open format, but yeah. take a step back and be able to be like, yo, all right, well, like, I'm gonna not take this gig or, you know, do stuff like that. Um, also, I wanted to talk too about the content um, because I saw, I actually saw a tweet the other day from a big manager. I can't remember who exactly it was, but um, <clears throat> it said that a lot of artists think that they need a manager, but they don't what they really need is a videographer a photographer and True. a concrete a content True. creator and possibly a creative director mm -hmm. um if you get all four of those things you don't you're then yeah after that maybe in like a year you'll need a manager Yo, hashtag words of wisdom right there for yeah, everyone out there up. listening creative director i can tell you content creator yeah. like i can tell you photographer from, from many many a times that you don't need a manager you don't yeah. need a manager and really you i mean it's to each his own, but yeah. I also think that you don't always need an agent either. True. That's real. Yeah. Dog, true. like I, I have corporate and I'm just work, work out my music at nights, but I would take time off, uh, like, like time in between shit at corporate just to get, mm -hmm. get some of my music, like logistics done. Yeah. So you really don't need a manager. You just mm -hmm. need to be, have the work ethic to like yeah. get the creatives. Like I've, for example, with all the music videos, like I'd have to coordinate everything. I'd have to get all the scenes. Like I have to do everything. For animations, it's about me reaching out. So like, you don't need one. It's, yeah, it's just like having it's a nice an assistant. To have. It's like an assistant. Yeah, like, let's be real. Straight like, up, <laughs> I believe that. So real quick, before we even get out of here, though, I have one question I just want to ask both of you guys. If you could talk to yourself, let's say for you guys five, seven years ago, what would be one piece of advice <laughs> that you would give them, knowing what you know now, for the journey that's in front of them? Well, this is a tough one. Invest in Amazon. There's going to be a pandemic <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> buy Bitcoin. Uh, buy some Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin in 2017. Uh. Um, no, I think uh, one of the pieces of advice is um, work on building a like almost like a cult fan base. Yeah. They're not not even like necessarily like a cult fan base, but like work on really building a fan base and. Uh, work on more like releasing more content and yeah. stuff like that that idea yeah. of like if you have a hundred true fans that buy anything yep. you're set you know yeah. what I'm saying because if you put a piece out let's say if you're an art that costs a thousand dollars and those hundred people always buy it you're set like you good mm -hmm. I love yeah. that Chris what about you this reminds me of uh, like a, a Frank Ocean letter that I saw where he was on the plane for, for Kanye and Jay-Z and he was writing something to his thought three year like you were oh you're working at the store right now you just broke up with your girl like it's gonna be it's gonna be okay yeah. so like that's sort of what I would say to my five to seven years ago so like five to seven years ago I didn't know what I wanted to do I was doing pre-med I was doing business I was trying to make music but what I would tell them is just you got to keep going and you're gonna feel like you're not making progress when you actually are 
And those times are the most important because you could easily give up. You could easily just stop. But like, what's the point of going this far and not really just pushing through? Yeah. It's like that meme of like this guy dug this far and and he's like this far away from Diamond. And then this yeah. other dude just comes through with one hit single and gets there. Yeah. You feel me? So like, you never know. So I think about that meme all the time. Be consistent. <laughs> be consistent. Be consistent. I love it, man. So. First and foremost, man, thank both of you guys for being here today with us. Sure. This was an amazing conversation. Um, and for those of you guys, I've been listening again. This is Business to Beast Radio. I'm your host, Xander Van Gogh. We're going to get back to some music in a second. But before we let Apollo and Chris go, where can we find you guys? Like, what's the hashtags? What's the, the ats on Instagram? Like, where can we find your music? Where can we find your brand? You can find me everywhere at I'm with Apollo. Okay. That's tell the bouncer you're with Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> is that all for any social and Spotify yeah, as well too? That's all for my socials. Uh, Spotify is just Apollo XO. Spotify, Apple, Title, Title. Go listen on Title. I make more money off that. Hey, true. <laughs> Chris, what about you, bro? Uh, you can find me on streaming platforms. It's Chris everywhere. Um, socials. It's at Chris underscore Records. Um, but that's basically where you can find me. I would say YouTube makes you more, bro. Really? Yeah. No, I think I think Title's the highest paid streaming platform. It might be. I don't know. But YouTube. I don't know. But I, Either way, either even way. if Title stream, is, please. people don't. <laughs> what that said, what that said, like, do your research, find out what lands for you best um, overall. And I think the biggest thing I took away from today is that like there's so many ways to skin a cat. And whether you started off, whether it's in a household where they're like, yo, you need to go be a doctor and you go through with that somewhat, you still can get to your passion and your goal and find a way to make it a business. Or if you're just like, I'm just going to go completely off the deep end, but I'm going to put my heart into all of this and still get to be what I deem to be somewhat successful. Um, that's an opportunity for you, too. So if you're out there listening again, remember that, like, the biggest thing is just be consistent in your progress. Um, because that's what success, even for me, really means as well. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, not to like, keep it going, but I think if you jump, you know, you're gonna it, like they sh they say shoot for the moon, land among the stars, stars like yeah. for a reason. Yeah, you know, like you got to take the shot. You miss 100 percent of the shot, you don't take. Keep Release shooting. that first song. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna <laughs> maybe not like it, but you'll like your 30th. So keep going. Facts, facts. So with that said, we're gonna get back into some more music. Uh, we got a DJ mix coming up next. Um, thanks for listening to Apollo XO and Krish. Um, drop some comments below if you really love the conversation and your favorite points. Um, yeah, let's get back into this music. This is Business Bees Radio. I'm Xander Van Gogh. Peace. This is Business Two Beats Radio. Yeah, she with you by the minds now Got me in your blind spot In the perfect time slot Coming like a gunshot Kill shot, kill spot All over her head tight Like a line of cake That the neighbors eavesdrop Baby only come to me Magic butter in a spell She let to make a swell The body turns it down She blow Super no, no, no 
magic for the inner spell She let her make a swell Till her body turns it down She blows family what's good i really hope you all enjoyed that interview with my brother apollo xo and krish man i had a lot of fun with that one uh, it was a great conversation learned a lot as i mentioned before and just to make sure you guys know that last track that we just played after the interview was by apollo xo himself featuring ezekiel called supernova so what we're going to go ahead and do now is just kind of end this for the day. You know, I wanted to try out a new way to actually set this podcast up after receiving all the feedback from the first episode. So thanks to everybody that did that. You know, as always, shout out to the team that helped put this together. Lucid Creative Agency out of Chicago. <laughs> Sylvia Tangado, our art director. We appreciate you. And last but not least, to everybody that's been listening and rocking with us for these first two episodes, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. Um, it means the world to me. And we got five more episodes after this. Um, episode number three, to give you guys a quick inside look, um, talking about gracious goal setting and making educated pivots with two of my good homies, Stephen Walsh of Lucid Creative Agency, um, as well as Emily Gore of M. Gore power yoga she does it all man she's incredible she's one of the up-and-coming wellness influencers out of the city of chicago steven as well is originally from chicago and also still resides in the city and is running this startup doing an incredible job emmy award winner y'all two times two times two times we gotta clap it up for that so super excited for episode three Hope you guys really loved episode two, man. Feel free to give your feedback. This is posted on SoundCloud. Leave some comments on what you thought was dope. You know, and if you like some of the music, definitely tap into some of these artists as well, too. We play some great music from all over the world today. It's been incredible. Um, and make sure to check out Krish's album, Butter. It dropped on December 4th. In our first episode, we play one of our favorite tracks, Switching Faces. We also love smiling here at Business to Beats Radio. So... 
Make sure to tap in with both of them. Look them up. Check their hashtags at Krish underscore records and at I'm with Apollo and show them some love. Tell them what you thought of the episode and what you thought of their careers, their stories, their tips. You know, give them some shit if you didn't like it. But if you did, man, also tell them good job because they both started from, you know, a little bit of nothing and are making their way in the industry. So go ahead and show them some love and support. With that being said, my name is Xander Van Gogh. We're going to go ahead and get into this final mix to take you guys home. Sit back, vibe with us, relax. Thank you again for listening to episode two. And we look forward to seeing you in two weeks for episode number three. And this is Business Two Beats Radio. You're in the mix with Xander Van Gogh. This is Business Two Beats Radio.
nobody get a pack. Brand new shit for the bed, they sat. Y'all wasn't tuned in right then. My swag, they keep checking. I ain't doing no first quit asking. What's poppin'? Brand new shit, just hopped in. I got hot. I can pass that bitch like stockin'. This is Business 2 Beats Radio. Don't you 
get you satisfied And you know we out here every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go every day with it I'ma show you how to get it, it go Business Two Beats Radio.
Damn, son, where'd you find this? I keep it juicy, juicy. I eat that lunch. She keep that booty, booty. She keep that bump. Then it's a beauty, beauty. Yeah, yeah. If you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back. Back, 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 juicy. Back, back, yeah. Back, 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 juicy. Back, 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 juicy. If you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back. Myself, my name allow me to reintroduce myself. My name allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Mr. Big Dreams. No tolerance. Cut you at the house and have a holler since. Get bored quickly. He stayed grown, so the PA Tron had to get poor quickly. Ex girl stripping. I can't stop her. New girl tripping, but I can't drop her. Cause I need something to balance out the fact that it's hard to find a woman when you talented and black. Hollering at labels and they silencing you back Cause you fail to thoroughly discuss some violence in your track Well, gunshot for the young y'all owner See, there's everybody else, then there's one top loner First place is often the worst place But fuck it, I love it here I call it my birthplace Whenever I walk in, they making the worst face Surrounded by Filipinos, I think of the worst case Watch on green diamonds, I call it the earth face I'm getting your cake, I'll tell you how your dessert tastes I get a dessert plate, y'all eat pedigree as your meal I've been Urkel for some years, it's better be in July no, I rock, lean, snap, it's better be in this real It's better driving the car with the letter B in the wheel seat back Like saying tank on E, I got the drink on me You better bank on me to be the one and only nigga that you ain't gonna see In the club with a model spilling drinks on me, nah Give me 20 and a tank on three I'm in the range bumping Keisha Cole singing off key I'ma spare y'all, why you wanna judge me? I don't ever compare y'all, the city is mine I know it because I'm near y'all And it even started, I'm really trying to prepare y'all Spring 07, second quarter, I'm dropping Don't do without a label, man, I'm committed to popping And take over the summer, tour the tour hopping I'ma meet a lot of women, I'ma do a lot of shopping
Yeah, just a canoe lease on an apartment. It's kinda humble, but I treat that bitch like my parents. I'm 
This is Business 2 Beats Radio.